It's time for the End of Conversation Podcast With funny man Damian Lemon And the voice of your choice Ali Muhammad This is Damian Lemon This is Ali Muhammad And this is In the Conversation The Podcast Yep Back again You already know the spiel We here You know what I'm saying How you been man What's going on with you I've been good man You know Steady on this fast You know I think we probably You know Two thirds of the way through Maybe You know Maybe A little bit over half Something like that I can't even remember Okay But How many days is Ramadan? 40 or? No, somewhere around 30 The cycle of the moon You know Okay Um I haven't really checked the dates, so you know it's it's kind of like when you check the date, when you know the exact date, then you be counting it down like, oh, right, <laughs> you know right, what I mean? Right. So yeah. just been trying to thug it out. Been kind of raggedy this year, not um uh with all the moving around. It's been like some mm-hmm. tough situations, like like living at a hotel. So I haven't had today. Probably was the first day I had a hot breakfast. You know. The whole Ramadan. Yeah, like a whole cooked breakfast because I'm in these hotels with no kitchens, you know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. that makes it tough, you know what I mean? So I've been, but I've been good with the vitamins and good with the with the um, drinking vegetables and making sure I got, you know, enough nutrients to, you know, hold me down. But um, it hasn't been the easiest because... You know, it hasn't been very stable and it hasn't been, you know, the facilities haven't been right. So it's been kind of tough. Mm. So today you had a, you had a nice hot breakfast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do, do you feel the effect is different in your day from nah, uh, these last? Because, nah, okay. you know, it's the nutrients. I, again, I, I keep my nutrients and I keep, keep myself hydrated. So... Not really feeling the difference there. It's just you just know that damn I ain't had no, you know what I'm saying, no real cooked breakfast in a minute. You know what I mean? Right. So you know every but, time I hear Go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. Nah, what are you, nah, what are you it's saying? just you know, just sending thugging through it, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, I could dig it. Getting through it. Getting through it. Ramadan. This moon gotta spin a little faster. <laughs> um every time I hear somebody say nutrients. That many times it reminds me of OC. Time's up. You know what I mean? But that you lack the minerals and vitamins, ions and niacin. Does it even say nutrients? <laughs> yeah, that shit just comes to mind. But that's cool though, man. I said, you know, salute. I just uh had a friend of mine that was uh fasting for Lent, you know, and uh that was 40 days. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So, I've uh, been around a lot of, I guess, you know, fasting energy. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And, um, it just puts into perspective self-discipline and willpower. You know? Uh, yeah. 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 Which is good. It gives you some clarity at the end of it all. Yeah. Clarity. You know what I'm saying? But, you know, mostly keep you in touch with yourself. See where you at with with everything, you know what I'm saying? See where you at right. with not even just your willpower, but just who you are, you know, as a as a right. human and how you moving, you know. Um, that 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 for hunger uh, attest your, you know what I'm saying? It attests your will, you know what I mean? 
So right, yeah. and, and it's not just you know the food part of it. it's like how you moving throughout the day, and it's like <clears throat> you know, damn, I'm hungry. Do I quit or do I keep going? Do I you know what I'm saying? Do I push through or do I go take me a nap? You know what I'm saying? And all those things is testing your wheels. You know what I'm saying? When when you at the end of the day and your 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 nerves is a little short and your you know what I'm saying your response is a little terse, you know, how do you control yourself when, you know, the world is getting on your nerves and you don't even know it? You know, because it's like regular stuff be going on, but it be hitting you differently because, you know, you might mm-hmm. need a Snickers. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> right, right. Get hangry, as they say. Right. <laughs> you don't even know it. You know what I mean? You're just reacting. Right. So, yeah. but when you're able to, you know what I'm saying, take, you know, take consideration of what's really going on and come back in a way that... um you know that's smooth as as opposed to just reacting based off of your instinct. Then you 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 feel like you're getting more control over everything else. So, and while yeah, and while my Ramadan been kind of you know spotty as far as like you know just my setups and all that. That part I've been getting good. That's good. That's good to hear. It's always refreshing to know you got more of a handle than you think you do. You know, <laughs> some days. <laughs> yeah, well, shit, you get through it. You know yeah, what I mean. You, so this, it. <laughs> you, know, mm-hmm. you only need to get to you only need to get to sundown, and then you can start all over again. You know what I'm saying? You're like, woo, shit, all right. that shit could dust dust couldn't come fast enough. Um, oh shit, well, that's what's up, man. Yeah, what's good with you? Um, I've been good, man. I've been good. Just uh, it was a busy weekend, bunch of shows, and um, you know, went over to my people's crib for Easter. Kicked it with them. I hadn't seen them in a minute. It's funny. Some of my sister, my brother-in-law, is funny because they pulled up to one of my shows unexpectedly. Oh wow! And uh, yeah, which you know, I'm less and less. Uh, What's the word? Uh, bothered by that type of shit. You know, for a long time, I used to feel away. I still do somewhat, you know but what why? I mean? But what was interesting, ah, you know, like, you know, because if it go left, you know what I mean? There ain't no real witnesses, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> but, you know what I mean? If it go left, it ain't niggas that know you. You know what I'm saying? That could recall it, bring it up. But, you know, that's, that's such is life. That's what happens. But also... Funny enough, I've been doing a couple jokes, particularly about my family, mm-hmm. you know, and it was good that they were there. So I don't feel like I'm snitching or talking behind nobody back. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> you know, like I was like, fuck it, man. They, Oh, they in the building. I right, well, fuck it. I guess I'm going to just I'm going to go with this bit. I'm going to speak on it. You know what I mean? I'm going to see what's what. I looked over and they was laughing at it, so that was that was good. You know what I mean? <laughs> you know, it wasn't no follow up conversations. You know what I'm saying? So it was it was you know what I mean? It wasn't none of those. Hey, listen, I wanna I wanna speak to you about you know, but uh, so it was just cool, and it's just it is what it is. You know, just be in the space, and um, 
you know, just committed to the process, you right. know, for whatever right. it is. However, however it moves, just just do whatever you could affect, you know. Mm-hmm. So it's that. It's funny. <laughs> I was um, I was out there, and you know, I got a bunch of like shit at their crib, like you know, old DVD, bunch of shit. But I went through like a bunch of old DVDs that I had, and I found this um. This Dion Cole DVD that's got to be at least 15 years old from when he was at the Laugh House out in Philly. Mm-hmm. And um, it's like chubby Dion Cole, you know what I'm saying? And it was just like, I was, I was, you know, Dion is a killer on stage. He's always been funny, always been funny. But like, you know, back in the day, and um, I think on a later podcast, I want to kind of talk about bootleg culture. You know, just like how, you know, how much that shit meant to uh, my life. I can't even speak for the culture, but how much that shit, how much bootlegs impacted me on in many def, in many different manifestations. But anyway, uh, back in the day before, you know, DVDs kind of phased out, that was definitely one of those ways that a lot of comedians made money, you know, outside of merch like t-shirts and shit it was always like yo I'm selling dvds ten dollars and either be a dvd you know some bootlegs of some shit that that was like legitimately sanctioned if they did you know they did an hbo special or whatever whatever they might just burn a few copies of them shits just to sell after the show or off the tires if they do something on the road they would tape it and you know sell that performance so this was him at the laugh house R.I.P. to Laugh House. Laugh House was a, a black-owned comedy club in Philly. And um, I was supposed to headline it the week that they closed down. I was sick. Because mm. it was just, you know, it was just, it was known. It was like an institution. And it was like one of the first, one of my first, very first, like, headlining situations. So I was really excited about it. You know, I got a lot of people in Philly, so it had been dope. But they went out of business. But anyway, it was just ill just to see him, you know, on the road with his road hour, you know? Like, uh, it's different. The special is always different than the road hour. And just to see the evolution. He was funny way back then, but just to see the evolution. And uh, it, was insp- it was inspiring because, you know, it, you know, along the journey, in the midst of the process, sometimes, you know, you, you, gotta, you gotta realize you're doing everything you can. I mean, at least on stage. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Off stage, it could be more done. But, like... On stage, you know, you presenting, you know what I'm saying, and and you you bringing it to the people, you know what I'm saying, and um, it was just good to see because, you know, his success now is 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 dope, you know what I'm saying, like he's really he's popping, he's one of them, so yeah. but it was just cool just to just to see that, and I got a I got a bunch of old like comedy DVDs at the spot that I haven't seen in a long time. Mm. So I might start revisiting some of them things. <laughs> so yeah, 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 man. It's funny, mm-hmm. it was like you was talking about the joke about your family or whatever. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You say they was laughing at it. They was good. They was laughing at it. They was laughing at it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was. <laughs> it was funny too because I was like, I was trying to figure out how to set it up, and I was just like. Fuck it, and I just went. And I just went right into it. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, and uh, 
<laughs> and it, it was just it was one of the moments, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> just from the setup. Just from the setup, you could say I looked over, you could see the lean in, like, oh where? You know what I mean? But then they got the laugh. It was like, all right, all right, all right, all right. Hey, you well, know. That's what we doing tonight. <laughs> yes, yeah. Okay. Cause my shit is like, look, y'all showed up here. Y'all, you know what I'm saying? Look, this is where I'm at. This is what I do. Y'all gonna see what job. I do. It is what it is. Yeah, my you show exactly. So but uh yeah, it was cool. It was nah, cool. it'd be funny because on Facebook, you know, uh-huh. you know, I got an uncle that be you know, he be cracking a lot of jokes and saying a lot of you know, he 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 he, he that one on the mm-hmm. on the uh Facebook. And you know right. and I be chiming in on his comments sometimes, you know what I'm saying, reminding him. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> well, mm-hmm. From whence we came, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> right, right, so, right. So I don't do it all the time in public. Sometimes I send it to him in a message. But he, he did a mm-hmm. post the other day, and it was like, uh, you know, don't trust a, a, a parent who gets mad at their kids for um, asking for food or be, being hungry or whatever. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Which sounds good, you know what I'm saying, in this era. But I was like, man... I had to go in the message with it. I was like, man, anytime we mention food outside of breakfast, peanut butter and jelly sandwich for lunch and dinner, nigga, we was getting cussed out. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Top to bottom. Mm-hmm. Like, boy, you better go outside. <laughs> right. You better run that off. Right. Yeah. Like, so I was like, That's man, funny. I know you ain't forget them days. <laughs> right. So oh, maybe I, I like yeah. to, you know what I'm saying? Because I'm a little younger than them. But I'm older than the, like a lot of the other grandkids, so I like mm-hmm. to, you know, what I'm saying, bring up that 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 revisionist history and and, and make fun of it sometimes, because mm-hmm. I was there. I was like, I could distinctly remember getting fussed right. out about asking about food, asking about right. water. If you were outside, they told you to go outside, and you asked about water, your ass was getting fussed out, liable to get a whooping. You know what I'm saying? You better hit that water hose. <laughs> so, so you know, it was a different, it was a whole different lifestyle back then. Right. And I know where he coming from now. I just be like, I like to fuck with him and shit. <laughs> yeah. That shit resonate. That pain hit him. He was like, hold on now. You know? <laughs> I got to put this in the world somehow, some way. At least, mm-hmm. at least a blind item. You know right. what I'm saying? He was like, hold on. Nah, hold on, yeah. <laughs> Oh uh, shit I, I wish I could remember That's Some cool. of the others But I always like To bring up that shit mm-hmm. Cause you know Just cause It's family shit mm-hmm. It's Facebook Whatever Right right And then right, And yeah. then a lot of uh, The trip shit is A lot of the people That he follow They probably don't know me You know what I'm saying And they you know, So I like right. to Throw that in there And be like Who is this nigga <laughs> Right, 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 right. How he sounds so familiar in the right. comments. Yeah. <laughs> right. Because they do it to me. You know what I'm saying? They're popping my comments with some shit. Be like, ah, oh, look at you. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yeah. Facebook, the, it's less than seven degrees of separation on the book. No doubt. Book is the family reunion. You know what I mean? That's, that's, no, no, no. I've known you since you was seven. Yeah. Earlier than that. <laughs> I know your birth name, oh, nigga. <laughs> right, 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 right. I know you ain't out here trying to be brand new. You know, right. that's always the thing. Oh, shit. Wow. Oh, man. 
Rest in peace, K Slay. DJ K Slay passed away. Yeah, that's wild, um, man. Yeah. That's man, wild. 55. 55. Yeah, and they talking about COVID? Yeah. Yeah, COVID. COVID is still, you know, still Dang. lethal. He, yeah. was, he was, you know, sitting up, I think, with four months. Mm-hmm. You know, the longer you go, you know, the, the worse it get, you know? Right. Um, but yeah, man, you know, it's, um, it made me think back on just his legacy, you know, just like what he meant to, you know, New York City, the hip hop, you know, culture, mixtape culture, graffiti culture. Like he, you know, mm-hmm. he was a very like, <clears throat> he was like a unique, he had a unique sensibility you know these, you know sometimes as as big as mixtapes were, you know sometimes you re- you know in the grand scheme of things they were still niche right, mm-hmm. and like mixtape DJs, you know they were like planets, you know they like they orbited around each other, you know hopefully they ain't collide, you know but everybody kind of had their own sensibility about them mm-hmm. and i think k slays was definitely like he was there for the underserved in hip-hop in the way of his shit was real anti-gatekeeper mm-hmm. you know like you know he's gonna if you you know it was it was it was and i think a lot of mixtape djs but i think his charm was he was somewhat accessible if you was willing to go down to Hot 97 and, and stand in front of the building and, you know, pass him off your tape. You know what I'm saying? He, you know, he spoke to those behind the wall. That was his whole shit, you know. You know, C-74, lock in. Elmira, you hear the gates. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, you know what I'm saying? The drama king is in the building. You know, like it was It was a, his whole thing. It was real gruff. You know, like he had that a blue collar vibe about him. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? In a way where it was like, it felt like, you know, oh, they fronting? I, I got you. Don't worry. I'm going to bring you in. I got you. And like, you know, he had his own ecosystem. You know what I'm saying? He had his own industry about him, you know, like uh, that was different from others, whether it was Clue, whether it was Drama or Envy or Who Kid and all of that. Everybody got their kind of distinct lanes, you know. And, um, you know, it's just interesting just, like, how big them case lay tapes were, the Dipset tapes, mm-hmm. how big those were, the fact that he had his own, you know, he created Straight Stunting Magazine, which was, like, you know, kind of like a... Like a kind of like a, a a more street level king magazine, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like, uh, you know, like he it was just it was his own thing, and then even before that, him being a you know like a king in the graffiti world, right. you know, like and you know like I just think about just the the brand building. Um, in graffiti, and this is we'll talk about this later on too. Like the fact that, like, I think that, like, the uh, intersection 
obviously graffiti is one of the elements of hip hop and like how much it used to really be, you know, showcased in pretty much uh, all uh, platforms of hip hop up until like, you know, maybe the last 20 years. But before that, you know, damn near mm -hmm. every hip hop magazine at least put a couple pages for the graffiti shit. You know what I mean? It was, you know, graffiti DVDs, graffiti dedicated magazines or whatever. But like, Mixtape DJs, graffiti artists, shit, even comedian. Like, I look at how you build a name for yourself. Like, graffiti was one of those first things where, like, like I seen branding and marketing work. Mm -hmm. Like, just on a very uh, grassroots level. Like, you might not know what the person's face looked like, but you knew their name. And you became a fan of their name by how often they got up and how often they got busy. Even that term, getting up, you know, that like that transfers over into stand up. You know, mm -hmm. if you're doing spots, you're just getting up. How often are you getting up? You're getting up. You got to stay getting up, you know, because you got to build your name, build your audience, build your following, you know. And, um, you know, he was a king from there. So many people know Case Lay as Dez, you know what I'm saying, what? as the graffiti as Dez, that was his rap. That was like his graffiti's tag name, hmm. D E Z. You know what I'm saying? And um, like he was in Style Wars, which is like a real iconic uh, graffiti documentary. That's you know, like he was known, just like how Fat Joe was crack. You know what I'm saying? Hmm. Like you know, back in the days, like this, it's almost like the origin story. Like you know, you went. It's it's like a career pivot. You know, mm -hmm. and people like kind of like how you said a little a minute ago, like, nigga, I know your birth name. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, nigga, I know your graffiti name. I know when you used to get up at such and such. You know what I mean? Like, I know we used to bomb the trains, right. you know, that type of shit. And then, then to to be, you know, to be effective and that and make a name in one element and then come over here in a whole nother realm and, and build a name there and, you know, have so many people benefit from uh, the light that you created and, you know, shined on people. Mm -hmm. That was really, that was really dope. You know, he was uh, it's sad. I didn't realize how young he was because he always kind of felt like, I guess it was like his gruff demeanor, mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying? And very, like I said, very like blue collar. Like he would get, he was one of them, you know, like he would get on his, Uptown shit with the, you know, the the crazy leathers and all of that shit and the big, you know, the big hats or whatever. But it wasn't like, he wasn't like a nigga that you, you know, not to say he wouldn't, but it wasn't like he was champagne and chains. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like, or super flashy, flashy, you know, like, you know, he was somebody, but it was a different, a different aesthetic. So... Right. You know, 55 is older, but it just, you know, for whatever reason, you know, damn, it's, it's still very young to be, you know, to be gone. Right, right, But right. yeah, you know, rest in peace. You know, that was... Yeah, uh, yeah it's okay. like with his passing, you know what I'm saying, I realized that, you know, my cross-section with him came after I moved to New York. So he was already mm -hmm. like the drama king. I didn't know him for anything other than that. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So I didn't know his origin story. I didn't know his backstory. You know what I'm saying? So, like, when all the stuff coming out, you know, when you're seeing pictures of him DJing from all the way back with the Lee, Lee Jeans and Kango, like, that's, you know what I'm saying? That's Generation 1.5 for real, you know? Mm -hmm. Like, so he, from the from the start, you know what I mean? 
Right. With the graffiti, with the with the DJing, um, just being in the culture for real. And so, you know, it makes, you know, somebody who, who kind of is like an anthropologist about this shit, you kind of feel, I feel some type of way that I didn't know that. You know what I'm saying? You can't know everything, but you're like, damn, I ain't even know, you know? Mm-hmm. It's like, but then you start start thinking, it's like all the DJs that I cross-section with after moving to New York, I, don't, I never dug into the backstory. I don't know where Flex came from, you know what I'm saying? I don't know how right. he got in and how he got going, you know? Clue and all those guys is a little more clearer because they were kind of hitting nationwide kind of in, in where I was at I was already familiar with their names and their work you know K Slay I wasn't familiar with his work till I got to New York but mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying like you said it was definitely he had the impact like especially you know what I mean where I was able to see it from when they ran that dip set shit up you know what I'm saying they ran mm-hmm. it up you know what I'm saying it was like that was his uh, texture you know what I mean? Even though they were doing their own shit, it was still along those same lines. The whole texture of that that movement was, you know, the whole drama king and and like you said, that underserved um, niche um, texture of hip hop. It's like it's like Cam did a pivot when they did that. You know, Cam was in the system. He was you know part of the machine, but then pivoted to do Dipset. Became a reinvented the whole shit, you know what I'm saying? He he yeah. still had his flair, but it went a whole lot more gritty, you know what I'm saying? Adding the rest of the the rest of that group, so right, um, right, right. And that was right along the lines of the shit that K. Slay was doing every night. Yeah, yeah, nah, exactly. They they came up together, you know, not came up together, but they they built the movement together. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, and like, if anybody wants to know more about the the graffiti side of K. Slay, there's a whole inside. I don't know if it was his page. Uh, I mean, it's it's like the captures are from the first person, but it's it's interesting. You like this, this K. Slay, but anyway, but it was it's Dez T. F. A. Um, D. E. Z. T. F. A. Going there, he got a bunch of his work. You know, just to kind of see. How accomplished he was on that side of things, mm-hmm. you know. So, where you from? Um, what, what what part of the city you from? Who K Slay? Mm-hmm. I think he's from Harlem. Okay. He's from Harlem. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm pretty sure he's from Harlem. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Rest in peace, Gilbert Godfrey. Is or or as well, you Damn. know. I, I meant to speak to that last week. Yeah, he passed away last week. He said they said he had been sick for years. And it's interesting that I that they said that because I do remember seeing him once out, and um, you know, I said you know I said hello to him, but he was like real kind of like retiring. You know what I mean? Like sometimes, sometimes. Performers could be so big on stage, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Have a whole, you know, you know, like boisterous persona on stage, and then when you see them off stage, they just is like they turned it all the way off, like they powered down. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? And it was not even just a powered down, but it was just like a, like 
Meek may be kind of shy, kind of like, like, I don't really like a whole lot of attention type of shit. Like, you know, and, you know, Gilbert Godfrey is a beast. Like they said, one of the things they, one of the things they said, I think in his, um, like when they wrote about him was like, he's one of the most iconic voices in comedy. Wow. You know, you think about it, just the way he talked and the way he just presented, like, it is very singular. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know it when you hear it, you know, the whole high-pitched, nasally, you know what I'm saying, rant type of thing. Mm-hmm. You know, he obviously, he voiced, I think, with the parrot and the lad. Like, you know, he's done a lot of shit. But it's funny, similar how you were saying about K. Slay, like, to where you came to him. Like, I came to Gilbert Godfrey, like, he was... Grown and and well into that persona, but then I remember seeing some old Gilbert Godfrey shit, and it was a whole totally different dude. Like he was lightweight, cool, like you know what I'm saying, like a like a cool motherfucker, like you know what I mean. Not to say that he wasn't, you know, he was he was a character at a, a certain point. He turned into a bit of a a character or had a persona that was that was well honed. But back then, like, he looked cool in a motherfucker. I seen an old headshot. That's the funny shit sometimes. You see some of these old headshots of comedians that's been in the game 30, 40, 50 years. You like, oh shit. Like he looked like a he looked like a Puerto Rican B-boy. You know what I'm saying? I think he had a wife beater on and some shit. Oh, you can't say that type. You had a tank top on. <laughs> you know what I mean? He was he was like you know fit and shit like he was he looked cool he might you know damn they had everything but some boomers on I said yo who this that's Gilbert Godfrey what but um one thing I didn't realize a lot about him was again like I kind of caught him and the persona side of things I didn't even realize you know how he was on stage as a stand up but one thing. That stands out. And it's funny because I was literally talking about him two days before he passed. I was telling somebody, I always like to reference, there's this documentary called The Aristocrats. Mm-hmm. It's about like, you know, allegedly like the most filthy joke in comedy or whatever, right? But um, they were talking about, they were talking to Gilbert Godfrey and he was like, you know, I'm a comedian so I always process shit through jokes. I'm always going to speak to the elephant in the room. So there was like some type of benefit that was literally maybe days after 9-11 had happened and nobody had really you know done much 9-11 material like it was fresh you know what I'm saying smoke might have still been in the air right and um he had this joke he was like yeah so yeah I'm supposed to uh, supposed to get a flight out of here you know after I do this I gotta get a flight out of here only thing is there's no direct flight so they got me making a stop at the Empire State Building. And I was like, oh, shit. And it was just like, that shit had the crowd going crazy. Just because it was just a wild, like, it was nobody had said nothing about it. It was like one of the first jokes about the shit. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? He said, yeah, we making a stop at the Empire State Building. And, you know, like, the room was, you know, turned over. Like, niggas was like, oh, shit. And it was just so funny that it was Gilbert Godfrey that came with that joke. You know, but um, that's like one of my favorite moments of that documentary. And I was telling somebody about it. And then shit, days later, he passed away. That's crazy. Yeah, rest in peace to that man, no? You know. Life, man. 
Yeah. Cycle. Enjoy the present. Yep. Enjoy this shit. Enjoy it for as long as you got it. You know? Yeah. Um, yeah, man. How you enjoying life? Oh, uh, man, I'm actually enjoying life a lot. Um, yeah. Yeah, um, my middle son is about to graduate and go to college. So. <clears throat> Your middle son? Yeah. Got two older sons and then a baby girl. Yeah, well, that's your middle child. Well, I have an older I son. Guess a, and he's Yeah, he, but I mean, I don't yeah, know. I'm sure because I'm thinking a middle son would be like three boys. Uh, you know, again, it's... I got you, it, I got you. That's why just I... Just a quick way to reference which one I'm talking about. Got it, got it, got it, got you, got you, got you, got you. Yeah, so, <laughs> so when you're a parent, you won't be taking into consideration all that shit. You just be like... Come right. on, <laughs> be calling them all out. They name. The one the- hey, hey, you yeah. goddamn miracle, boy. Do you do that? Do you do yeah, that? You, Call yeah, your kids you, by the wrong name and shit. Yeah, but not like you know. what I'm saying it be in a like a grandmother. Yeah, but it be in a when you in a trying to get it out real quick. Right. You know what I'm right. saying? Yeah. You know. Yeah. Yeah. I do that. Every parent do that. They got multiple kids. <laughs> mm-hmm. And my grandmother used to always do that shit. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about. <laughs> exactly. They know who to come. Yeah, exactly. But go ahead. Um, so my middle my middlest child <laughs> is graduating and um going off to college. So we went to see one of the schools that he's interested in, uh University of Chicago. So he got accepted there, so they had a um accepted students um you know, open house. So we went and um, I, I didn't know what to expect because I didn't, I never really knew much about this school, you know what I'm saying, until he started talking about it. You know what I'm saying? Then, you know, I started looking it up a little bit because I was like, what? You want to go where? Who? And then, you know, you look it up. Okay, cool. You know, people have stuff to say about it, you know. Um, so we went. And we did the tour. The first thing was the tour. So, you know, we had they had a tour guide, just one of the students. And she was super excited. Um, this girl named Miller. She was a great um, guy. She sold the school very well because of her enthusiasm and excitement, you know, about just some of the minutia, you know what I'm saying? But it was it made it more interesting to me. So she was going through it. You know, we walking around. And we about to start the tour and shit. And I'm walking you know, I'm looking at, you know, all the buildings because, you know, these schools be old and, they, you know, have all these different kinds of buildings. But what was interesting was at this particular school, I mean, they pretty much had all of the major style of architecture on this campus. You know what I'm saying? Like, and I'm a fan of architecture. So they, they had like all the styles, neoclassical. They had modern. They had, you know what I'm saying? They had mid-century modern. All these different buildings all in one place. They had uh, Brutalist, mm. which, you know what I'm saying, it's not my favorite style, but it was the first style that I was introduced to, Brutalist architecture. Say that again. Which one? Which Bru- one was it? Brutalist, like Brutalist. Oh. Brutalist. Mm-hmm. And okay. you've seen these buildings. They like they got some in Harlem. They look like, look like a big-ass penitentiary sometimes, be like all concrete, and then the gray. windows be kind of slim and shit, and they be gray. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah That's yeah, like yeah. brutalist okay. architecture. Some of it, some of it looks good. Some of it is like, what the hell were they thinking? But right, who want to live there? Right. 
but it was the first architecture that I was um that I was uh introduced to as a kid. So I was probably like four or five years old, my uncle was going to school at Miami Day Community College. And um, you know, sometimes he would take me up there to the school with him. And Miami Day Community College is built in a in brutalist style. Like, you know what I'm saying, it's classically brutalist. And mm-hmm. You know, because that was my first time outside of the house, really, like outside of the, you know, outside of a, like either my grandma's house or my house going in the world, you know, it kind of stuck like, oh, wow, this is different. You know, this is a different kind of place than where I'm from. And so it always, that particular style always stuck with me. I didn't know the name to, to a few years ago, but it stuck with me. So they had all all those kind of buildings. Like they they main library is in Brutalist. They got another library that's strictly modern. You know what I'm saying? Then I'm walking and I see this mid century modern house. I'm like, wow. And I was like, hold up. Is that a Frank Lloyd Wright? You know what I'm saying? Because I've seen his work, mm-hmm. but I've never seen one in person. Mm-hmm. So I, you know, I hit the Google. <laughs> Google it up. Oh shit, that's a fucking Frank Lloyd Wright right here in in bricks. You know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. so I was like, man, this is this is cool. You know what I'm saying? So I'm I'm kind of inspired. I'm learning as as we going. But then I doubled back and went on a tour of the house. You know, because you know mm-hmm. you were able to tour it. So this is on campus. Yeah, this is on campus. And okay. And you know the thing about it is. I know the style, but I don't know all of the history of it like that, right, of, right. of his work. So on the tour, you know, the tour guy breaking it down, and I'm into the shit. Like, I'm, I'm sure I was probably the last person he think would be into the shit, but I was, I was in the front row. Like, shit, what are we talking about? And so, so as we going along, you know how, like, when somebody got an audience, you know, half the people kind of checking out and, you know, taking mm-hmm. pictures with their phone. I'm still listening. So, you know, once you got an audience, then they start talking directly to you. And so he breaking all shit down. But the shit that was a trip was now all these buildings, all these old looking buildings, all these different styles. This this um, Frank Lloyd Wright house was one of the oldest buildings on campus, which means like like that shit was built like 1910 or 1907 or some shit like that, which meant that cat was way ahead of his time. You know what I'm saying? Open floor plans. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, just filling the 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 house with light. You know what I'm saying? All the, you know, glass doors all the way around the building. So it's just filled with light. You know what I'm saying? The way that he did the roof, the roof lines and all that shit with, you know, that low slung, hipped roof line. That shit mm-hmm. is modern right now. You know what I'm saying? That shit look like if somebody built that right now, it'd look new. You know what I mean? So yeah, for it to future. be that old, my man was like way ahead of way ahead of the curve. You know what I'm saying? So <clears throat> I was like, damn, this nigga. You know, so to be in there, you know, like you know the furniture and stuff, kind of like yeah, eh, it ain't what it is no more. But the style of the house and the way that shit laid out is that shit all that. So I was hyped on that shit. So then um. I'm looking around, I'm in Chicago. I've been to Chicago a few times, but mm-hmm. now I'm looking around, I'm like, Chicago got a whole lot of, like the whole, that whole South Side got a, you know what I'm saying, in that area, cause it's on the South Side of Chicago. It's right in the middle of the black hood, but you know what I'm mm-hmm. saying, it's a, it's a, 
it's a, a premium, a, a premier institution. And um, mm-hmm. so I'm looking around in, in the community now. I'm like, damn, now I'm seeing more like the museums and the, you know what I mean? They got a whole lot of architecture over there. So I'm like, damn, Chicago got this shit cracking, you know? Yeah. So, and it, it, it kind of reminded me of like coming up, like in my summers, I would spend my summers in Cleveland. And in the neighborhood where we that was the hood, you know what I'm saying? But right across the street, you got Rockefeller Park, which was, you know what I'm saying, super dope, like a big-ass park that was very manicured, got all the museums and the art museum and the science and all that shit. Koi ponds and shit, but you right in the middle of the hood. Like, it's like I kind of get my culture from just being in, in the ghetto of Cleveland, which is always interesting mm-hmm. to me, you know what I'm saying? How, mm-hmm. how sometimes these things sit right in your community, and you, you, you can have access to them if you want it, but do people really access it? You know what I'm saying? And I bet the ones that do, they probably gain a lot of insight or just a lot of inspiration just from being in proximity to certain shit. And right. it's like living in a city like New York; you can see how that plays itself out. It's like how, like, if you grew up in the projects in Chelsea, right? You right there in proximity to a whole lot of art shit, a whole lot of, you know what I'm saying? And and it affects your style, it affects, you know what I'm saying, all the things, how you move. Like if you grew up in Harlem, you, you know what I'm saying? Nine times, like a lot of, it's a high percentage chance. You like one stop from 59th Street and, you know what I'm saying, Fifth Ave and all, all the premier shopping in the world, you know? Right. So right. it's like that proximity puts, you know what I'm saying, puts you in in position to be inspired or to see more of the world than than where they got you at. And coming from somewhere like Miami, it was harder because that proximity is not there. You know what I'm saying? If you in the Northwest, you know what I'm saying, you go quite far away from some some crazy, some fly shit. Except for you might go to I guess Miami Lakes was our fly shit, which was, you know, right down the street, but it wasn't the fly fly shit that's on Miami Beach, you know, which is damn near a whole lifetime away. If you ain't in no car, if you a kid, you ain't gonna never see that shit. So mm. I was just, you know, had a good time up there in Chicago, just you know, exploring all the the goodies that I didn't know was there. Yeah, you know, it's funny that point. Um, that uh, you're talking about proximity, I guess sometimes too, since it's like if you grow up or you're around something that's like right there, you know, like like they say you can't, you don't see the forest for the trees, you mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Like it's just right there. You just overlook it because it's your block, it's home, it's your neighborhood. You know, you might kind of, you might... You you might recognize it as something, but you probably may not be as uh, curious as if you were an outsider. So, like, when you go into Chicago, you know, obviously you go in there, you go in there with a different agenda anyway. You're taking in a campus, you know what I'm saying? You're looking at what the... Uh, the lifestyle is what the setting is and all of that so everything is kind of under review mm-hmm. so you're going you're going to have more of a keen eye and obviously you're going to a city that you know you're not there often 
you know, you're taking it in, you're paying attention, you're trying to see how it's different from where you where you're coming from, things of that nature. So, um, yeah, but that's kind of fly that. So on the campus, damn near every building is a different type of architect. Yeah, it's it's, it's yeah, it's, it's different styles. Like you got. Uh-huh. You got this church look like it's a thousand years old. That's you know the yeah. Rockefellers built. Five. You know what I'm saying? But yeah. you know, yeah. Then you got a house that you know what I'm saying looks modern, but it's older than that building. You know, right, so right. it's it's right. you know for me it was like it was like a um, it was like a whole lot of eye candy. Just like oh shit, look at that, look at that. Oh wow, damn, they got that too. You know. Mm-hmm. So. Would you say Frank Lloyd Wright is one of your favorite architects? That I know by name, you know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. Like, right. I'm not as so deeply ingrained. I just, I like the mid-century style, one, and it's a couple of, mm-hmm. it's a couple of art- architects that developed that style. Um, mm-hmm. I, I was mostly introduced to the, the West Coast style of it more, like with the A-frames and the shit like, if you uh, go like the Ladera Heights, a lot of their houses built in the West Coast mid-century modern style. And then um, okay. even even Frank Lloyd Wright had made a move to the West and did some stuff out there. Um, mm-hmm. But I was more familiar with the West Coast style for a while. And then, um, mm-hmm. then I discovered the Prairie, modern Prairie style, which I feel is like probably um, one of my favorite styles. And I didn't know it. I didn't know the name of it. I didn't know it was a style. Cause it was like I remember like being a kid just drawing houses and shit. You just used mm-hmm. to draw cars, houses, and superheroes. Like mm-hmm. the way that I would draw my roof lines was more aligned with the modern prairie style, and um, so I guess that's why I resonate. Because what it does is the way that that the roof sit, it make the house looks mm-hmm. more horizontal. It look like you know what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. It looks like slim, it's like sleek. You know what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. Yeah. It's like you ever you ever seen that Houston's on um on Peachtree in Atlanta? Yeah, the old school one. Yeah, um, you see how that roof like how it sit low and then uh, you know the windows sit like right up under it. It look like the wind like the roof is just floating above the windows. It's that style. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think so. I might be getting it confused with the old Justins. Did Houston's yeah. take over the old Justins? Nah, 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 nah. It's down the street. But it was. It was right around there. Okay, yeah, it's yeah, right yeah, down yeah. the street. Okay, now Houston's still okay, in the same yeah. building where it's at. The Justice gotcha, is a doctor's yeah. office now. Um, mm. Does it have the same exterior or no? No, nah, they painted it. It's the same exterior. They painted it and took the awning off okay. and all that. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So you know, it's uh, it's sterile. It, it ain't. It's uh-huh. it's devoid of the life that it used to have. <laughs> right, right, <laughs> but, right, 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 right. Yeah. But yeah, that yeah. When I, I um. I ran across this other house that was like a modern prairie. It's just, it just, I just was like, damn, I like that shit. That's like, it struck a nerve with yeah. me. And then that's when I yeah. looked up the style and tried to figure out what the style was and discovered that. And then saw that right. Frank Lloyd Wright was uh, <clears throat> was kind of like the the one that was pushing that style. That was, you know, probably like the inventor or, mm-hmm. or more mm-hmm. the the former the the leader of that particular style. So. Mm. You know, needless to say, I had a good time just fucking around um, on campus. That's dope. Are they known for their architecture? 
Um, like, do they have an architecture know. program at that nah, school? Nah, okay. I don't think so. They more known for the economist, and um, okay, they you know they got like a the physicist and shit like that. Um, right. They got molecular engineering and and um, and then they you know they're known for being. Uh, a liberal arts college that's surrounded by a research college, you know what I'm saying, which is kind of odd. So they got kind of, they got both. But like a lot of the world's leading economists and people who do that finance shit come out of there. Okay, got it, got it. That's fire though that they got those various different uh, style house, I mean style buildings on the mm-hmm. campus. That's kind of cool. Gives a lot of character. That's what's up. Yo, so, oh, man. so that was cool. Uh huh. That's what's up. You go anywhere else while y'all was out there? You doing any? Um, nah, we just mostly spent time on campus. I, I linked up with Barclay. Shout out to Barclay. You know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. You no know, one was Chicago piece. I linked up with um <clears throat> with Debo, uh, <laughs> Enrico from Vi. I linked up with Debo. Hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> they call him Debo. Hilarious. Hey, you don't remember how you used to be in the meetings? <laughs> <laughs> nah, I ain't remember. Used to Debo oh, in the meetings. We'd be in the sales meeting. Oh uh, shit! And you know, he was in the he was in the Midwest office in Chicago. So you know, they was always right. on the phone, like remote. And you know, mm-hmm. you be trying to get your numbers in, and you know, people be kind of talking over you, or you know, or misconstruing mm-hmm. your numbers. And he would always nah, you know, <laughs> break that shit down. Ooh, ooh, ooh. <laughs> I, uh-huh. I hit him on the side like, boy, you D-boying in the meeting. <laughs> That's funny. That's so, funny, yeah. You know, he already like a big, big, swole ex-football player anyway. Right, <laughs> right, right, right. So, wow. so now nah, he, he Shout could, out to Enrico. Yeah, so yeah, we man. kicked it. We kicked it for a minute. And um, mm-hmm. kicked it with Barclay up, you know, down in um, Hyde Park. You know what I mean? And, okay. Uh, uh-huh. Yeah, man. I just, I just, you know, I already like Chicago. It's like I, yeah. I already think that they, you know, they don't get enough props sometimes. You know, they they get a name mm-hmm. for a lot of the negative shit, but they got a lot going on in that city that I fuck with. So I was happy to be there, and uh, you know, it just made me more a little more excited about you know my kid being there. So. How'd your son? Is he feeling it? How'd he feel about it? Uh, no, nah, that's his top choice. That's what he that's what he wanted okay. to be. You know what I'm saying? So Got it, got it, got it, got it. So he was locked in. He felt yeah. good when he was yeah, in the he, okay. he didn't even want to go see no that's schools he didn't get accepted to. <laughs> right, I hear that. I hear that shit. <laughs> Fuck it. Why? Why? Like, you know what I mean? Why, why, why? That's a waste of time. Like, right, man, right. Just Come go on, see man. the damn place. See what your options are. Mm. Mm. How you feel about the school? You excited about it? I am now that I've been there. You know what I'm saying? How they, you know, they laid out their program. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You know, of course, I'm worried about you know them being in a in a you know a mm-hmm. very majority white program, right? On campus, you know what I'm saying? So you worry about that, right. but you know he's been handling it thus far. So mm-hmm. you know <clears throat> we'll see how that goes. I keep mm-hmm. a, a, a stern eye on it, but. He got to live it, mm-hmm. you know. This is it's yeah. like we all make our our decisions and our choices. I made my choice of how I wanted to move and you know where I wanted to go and how I wanted to do it. And then you you live with it, you know. I said I wanted to make yeah. I wanted to make my money in music and entertainment and blase skip. 
And that's what I did, you know? So it ain't been, uh, you know, always a smooth path. It ain't been, the, you know, a path that most people would choose. But it's been smooth for me. And, you know, I ain't mad where I'm at. So everybody got that decision to make. And the more you close aligned, closely aligned to, to what you really want, you know, the better it'll feel. You know what I mean? The more you appreciate the things that you do get. And and how you move and how you get there. So, one hundred percent, I agree with that shit. That's I'm dope. with it. That's what's up. Yeah, shout out your favorite uh, architect in the comments. Let us know if y'all <laughs> fucking with anybody. Nah, you never know. Let, let nah. the people put us on. The crazy, you know what I'm saying? The, the crazy part, like I was riding through the A, and I was seeing. Uh, I might have said this on the pod before. But I, you know, I would see all these modern homes like just pop up, like these super modern, like the, you know, the modern modern. It's like, man, where are these houses coming from? Like, who building these joints? You know what I'm saying? I was like, man, these white people just putting up modern anywhere. You know what I'm saying? Putting them all in the hood. It's like, man, who doing this? And it turns out it's a black dude who went to Fan U from Florida. You know what I'm saying? Jordash, right? Wasn't it? Yeah, 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 yeah. Jordash. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And so I, yeah, I talked about it. I'm yeah. Like, yeah, you know what I'm saying? I'll, I'll be, you know, be beside myself sometimes. Nah, nah, so good. <laughs> Shout out to Jordan. Say his whole Jordash what? What's his name, Jordash what? That's what I'm trying to, trying to figure out now. You know, the crazy part about me, Jordash Avery is his name. Okay. Jordash Avery. Young, young cat, too. Uh-huh. That's dope. Yeah. The crazy part is like, it's like, even with music, right? Sometimes, like, I guess with art. You could recognize the art and you don't even know the name, you know what I'm saying, sometimes. So, like, mm-hmm. as when I was, like, making beats and shit and you're doing all this sampling and, you know, in the beginning, you just sampling. you just taking what sound good. Like, you don't even know where it came from sometimes. You, you'll see the label, but me, I wasn't necessarily studying the label more than I was the sound. And so... A lot of times you'll have a favorite kind of sound and then don't discover who the artist was until later. You're like, oh, wow, nigga, you my favorite. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Right. <laughs> and, you you know, because you just be moving along, you don't, you don't know. Mm-hmm. It's, yeah. it's just it's like a consistent. Little, yeah. 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 So that's what it is. Get off my little soapbox. Uh, that's what we here for It's the conversation <laughs> they, ain't gotta cup the, they ain't gotta cover the mic We nah, here That's nah, what we That's what like, Especially like, for. like Like in the middle of this fast You don't know when you're going too far you, it's, you, Your gauge is different You know what I'm saying It's like Nah man look, You good man. <laughs> Good dog Don't even worry about it I mean, I mean, Honestly I'd be thinking The same thing sometimes I'd be like Damn so that was a ramble It was really <laughs> off on one Cause I'd be trying to be In the moment Like you know At sometimes Back in the day I would kind of have Not prepared What I'm gonna talk about But you know I'll have I'll have the The topics But sometimes I might even Have the take You know what I'm saying Not mm-hmm. written But like fleshed out mm-hmm. And I was like Nah let me just Trust where I'm gonna be at in the moment, and sometimes it just 
You know, it's, this is a podcast. This is a place for long talkers. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> saying this is, you know, I mean, this is not Twitter. You got just a, a limited amount of characters. This is what they, you know, look. If they don't know by now, we go long sometimes. You know what I mean? You know what I'm saying? Damn. Big lungs, long winded. <laughs> uh, what was I going to say? Um, speaking of, they're not really speaking of, I'm just trying to make a transition out of no transition. But uh, I'm fucking excited, man. I see your man Kendrick said he dropping on May 13th. Yeah. Um, Mr. Morale and the Big Steppers, I think the name of the album yeah. is. I can't wait. I can't wait, bro. I'm excited like a motherfucker. It's been five years. Um, I just listened to Damn the other day. Mm-hmm. I didn't get all the way through it. But, like, I'm trying to revisit that. My favorite Kendrick album is probably still To Pimp a Butterfly. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Good Kid, Mad City, like, very close behind it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, um, you know, I'd listened to, it was a podcast called The Big Hit Show. Alex Papademus uh, made it. And uh, this most recent, this most recent season was all about uh, To Pimp a Butterfly. So they... You know, they interview everybody from, like, uh, Terrace Martin, who mm. was, like, the musical director for the whole thing, Flying Lotus, Thundercat. You know, they got excerpts from Kendrick interviews. But, you know, like, just, you know, just uh, how the soundscapes was made, what the intention was, what the direction was, all of that, like, what it all came to be. And, you know, it just showed just how deliberate that cat is you mm-hmm. know there's always like he's very thematic you know you coming out with an album called mr morale and the big steppers <laughs> you know what i'm saying it's just who's to know where this shit gonna be but it's been five years and uh-huh. i'm very excited that's my guy yes. you know what i'm saying i fuck with i fuck with kung fu kenny that so, shit sound like that's gonna be cool that shit sound like ned stark and the lannisters Right, right, exactly. You know what I mean? You know what I'm saying? Exactly. Gladys Knight and the Pips. Who knows? It's a lot of shit going on. Morale. You know what I'm saying? Oh, well, okay, okay. Steppers. Uh, uh, okay. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's so just, I'm excited you know, this, to see. This. No, that's your interpretation. But yeah. that's what that's the beauty of it, the shit that he put out. You know, like it's. But you know, I'm excited about that shit. Uh, Push a T come out Friday. Uh-huh. That should be good. Yeah, he been getting um, busy. Yeah, he been getting busy. He been getting busy. Uh, future come out the next week. I, you know, it's funny, man. I'm not the. Uh, I won't say I'm not the biggest. I'm not the biggest Future fan. I respect it. I got to it late. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like. I seen it happening, but I was one of those that I didn't grasp or I didn't truly, I couldn't, I couldn't, uh, understand the appeal mm-hmm. initially. I was, I was definitely behind on that one. And, um, you know, and I've, I like, didn't, like for real to the point where I had people that were like future fans. I'd be like, yo. So explain the appeal. Like I'm at that point now. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm I'm that that old now. Well, I'll, I'll have some of my 
my younger friends or people that are like really into a certain art, I'm like, so explain the appeal. You know what I'm saying? Like, what is it about? You know, not to be condescending, not to be like, why do you like that shit? Not like that, but I'd be like, yo, so explain like, what is it about this person that makes this person, you know, unique or different or whatever? Why, you know what I mean? Like, and um, and then I just read the uh, there's a there's an article in the the new GQ. Elliot Wilson wrote about Future. He's on the cover of GQ as the best rapper alive. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And this. This is an Elliot Wilson article, so you know, you know, he fuck with Hove heavy. Right. So that was that was interesting that he had that that take. But you know, he kinda, you know, talked about it and it kinda just made me want to hear more. Cause there are records, like there's records that I fuck with that future has done. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I'll be honest with you, March Madness, it was cool, but I didn't understand the fanfare for it. Like people were going crazy for that record, and I was like, "All right, I, that's that's one of the moments where I really felt left out." It's a, <laughs> I've grown to respect it now, but yeah, I was definitely like, you ever be at like a concert and you're not really familiar with the artist, and then they do their hit, and the whole crowd go crazy, and you just in the uh, in the midst of that shit, and yeah. you just kind of looking to your left and right, like, huh? Okay, so I guess but, this is the one. Yeah, but that yeah. that be the beauty of the shit, especially like when you move around. Yeah. Well, be, like pre-internet, when you move around and, and you actually see the shit mm-hmm. happen, it's like when P first came out, you know, I was like, man, what is going on? And then you get to a certain city, like in the like in Kentucky and places like that, like he was they he was like they nigga, right? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like they mm-hmm. swole by P. I'm like. Okay, but then once you see the fans get into it, you understand what's going on. It's like with Future, Future he got great A and R. You know what I'm saying? He got a great ear. You know what I'm saying? He, he gonna have great beats. And what you know, I don't know about his lyrics. So you know what I'm saying? I ain't that deep into it to know you know the type of shit he be saying all the way. But mm-hmm. I know the nigga had created a vibe out of no vibe. You know what I'm saying? Like. He he cut through the noise and, and created his own little vibe. And yeah. and and I didn't really understand it until this was early on, but I went to Vegas and okay. that nigga shit was bumping everywhere. Like he was the biggest artist in Vegas. And that's not no easy feat. That's a cut through the noise. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like yeah. every yeah. every hotel, casino, lobby you enter. They bumping that future and the shit just sounds so right. You know what I mean? It's like mm-hmm, his shit mm-hmm. sounded so right for big giant party, outdoor pool situation. You know what I'm saying? It sounded fly. It sounded rich. It just was, you know what I'm saying? It gets you in the right, right frame of mind for being around some, you know what I'm saying, get money, you know what I'm saying? It's just, I, you know, it's it's a step under opulent like Rick Ross beyond. But the shit is just like walking into a speaking of like a designer it's like walking into an Ian Schrager hotel in the early 2000s mm. you know what I'm saying right, except for hip hop right, right. you know what I'm saying and I was like oh this man done created a whole vibe <laughs> yeah 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 and he and he know it and he got a leg, he got a lineage of cats that have, that have you know stepped in them footsteps mm-hmm. you know so yeah, man, I'm excited to. I want to hear what that's gonna be. 
I mean, you know, so that's going to be interesting. But I'm definitely excited for this Kendrick. You know, check out this Pusher. You know what I'm saying? No, that's going to have some shit on there. And then, yeah, I'm going to fuck with this future. That's it. You know, music is... Music is is going. I mean, shit. I think this summer's going to have a lot of a lot of music, mm-hmm. and I'm back on music. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like for a while, I was heavy podcast. But, uh, yeah, niggas got to go on tour. Yeah. Niggas got to run that bag up. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> that yeah. tour bag yeah. been missing for a couple years. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They got to put the shit out. Hey, put the shit out. hey, time to get back to it. You know, niggas is yeah. niggas is. <laughs> Niggas can get stopped tapping into their savings and shit. <laughs> but like, yeah, but Future yeah. been working the whole pandemic. Future type of artists that could work them old open cities, you know, clubs, uh-huh. some clubs that ain't give a fuck about no damn quarantine. So right. you know those yeah. those artists in that lane, they been get they stayed getting money. Little baby, he ran it all right. the way up in the pandemic. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nah, he, he slow down. Nah. He slow down. <clears throat> so, yeah. So, it's going to be cool. So, that's going to yeah. be cool. Yeah. Anyway, speaking about getting to the money, uh, your man Franklin Saint, uh, this last episode of Snowfall, it's been a little while. I mean, it's been a, it's been a, a week. So, so much shit has happened since then. I'm, I'm, um, faintly remembering it, but what I will say, <laughs> nah. But I, what I will say is, this was one of the better episodes uh, of the season. Mm-hmm. Like you know, uh, and maybe because I've level set my expectations, but I don't think that just that. But I think that this one was kind of true to the uh, to the tone of the show. You know, what I mean, it wasn't it get too outrageous. You know, uh, it was definitely uh, some conflict between the main characters. Mm-hmm. You know, um, and uh, it was it was a moment where you seen, you know, Franklin. We talk about how Franklin could spaz on his uh, white supervisor shit. You know what I mean? Just real frazzled boss man. You know, <laughs> but then there's also the other side when he could get on his super. Obama type restraint where he gonna just pump a break mm-hmm. and leave you motherfuckers to speculate on what's his next move. Real right. chess player, you know what I mean? He got his <laughs> chess player um, you know, restraint on in this one yeah. with Louie and with Teddy. Right. So I mean um, he ain't had no other he ain't had no real choice. You know what I'm saying? He probably still contemplating what his next move gonna be. You know? Yeah, yeah. Like, but he play it cool, though. Yeah, okay. it's like, you know what I'm saying? Let me not overreact or react at all. You know what I'm saying? They got me all the way fucked up. But, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. What am I going to say in this moment? I don't know because this shit done caught me by surprise. I came over here to, you know what I'm saying, get the family back together. You niggas was just, you know what I'm saying? We was just kicking it. It was all good. And this how y'all going to do me? Ah. <clears throat> But first, I need to go address my plug. You know what I'm saying? There's a lot of he had a lot of heartbreak in that little business transaction right there. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You my biggest, you my biggest client. Now you don't went to the plug. Okay, right. you know what I'm saying? I got something for right. all you motherfuckers. I'm out. Uh-huh. I'm gonna let you fuckers right. have it. Y'all, y'all figure it uh-huh. out. You know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. 
But, you know, you got to know that ain't the end. Nah, we know that. We know that. There's too many, too many things in the air for this shit to just, you know, something gonna have to happen. There's ramifications for all of this shit. Right. But it was a, it was a move though. It was a bit, I don't say it was a power move, but it was definitely, uh, it was some power in the fact that it was unexpected, Mm -hmm. you know, like it was, uh, you know, they always say business never personal, but that's not always true. And sometimes when shit get too personal, might have to halt the business. At least till we, you know, recalibrate. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. it kind of going to make people at least have to reckon with uh, the fallout, you know? Mm-hmm. So we're going to see. Yeah, we're going to see. But, I mean, you know, he got them dope man decisions to make. Um yeah, that's what it is. I mean, see when when crack democratized the the game, you know what I'm saying. Everybody was trying to be their own boss. You know, everybody was mm-hmm. trying to, you know what I mean. It was it was hard to keep somebody under your thumb. You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. anybody with a little bit of money could go get the pack and you know and start their own thing, go to another town and and get busy. Right, go so, indie. Right, yeah. so. You know, all of the old school big timers had to deal with it, and they whole little crews ran off and hit the trafficking market. You know, each individual dealer got to deal with it with his crew. You 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 seen it in the you know what I'm saying? You you could see it in the club how one crew that used to be down they was the whole crew. Now they done split up a little bit. And this one that used to be the little man in the crew got his own crew now. They doing their thing. It's you know. It is what it is. I mean, a lot of people will say Louie is ungrateful. Like, you know, she might not be as strategic as she need to be, but ungrateful, I wouldn't say that because that's just how the game was. That's how the game still is, for real. You know? Free market. It's a free market. Everybody trying to get to it, you know? Yeah, Franklin built it. Yeah, he he found out about the, the base. Yeah, but that word got out. You know what I'm saying? Now he ain't the only one with it. And that's why he wanted to go wholesale in the beginning. You know, because he he understood that. Um, He just didn't, he couldn't foresee what, you know, Louis was going to do. But, you know, he didn't want to, I guess he ain't had the latitude to make the numbers better. You know, because Teddy wasn't letting up on him. (laughs) Numbers is the same. You know? So... Plug talk for middlemen. Yeah, he he's he in a in between a rock and a hard place. But you know, we'll see how he react. You know, I just feel bad for old Jerome. Jerome ain't want to be in none of this shit. He's just standing behind, standing beside his lady. You know, what I man. Mm-hmm. And now he got to be in, in at odds with his nephew. You know what I'm saying? His sister Damn. trying to throw him under the bus. <laughs> what she do? What you mean with the uh, talking with the people? Yeah, there's gonna oh, be a wedding. To know everybody under there. My brother is getting married, and all the players are gonna be there. Yeah, yeah, yeah she definitely. So snitched him, rat, Yeah. So you know, he's a silver lining. Yeah. No, go ahead. No, nah, I don't say nothing. Go ahead, keep going. Now nah, the silver lining and all this shit is, you know, Wanda is off the rock. 
Mm-hmm. Got down. Leon is trying to, you know, work work his way back in, which is, mm-hmm. you know, which is his love, love like a motherfucker. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Cause she yeah. she don't even believe it. Like you gonna like after all what I done been through, what the people gonna say? You still? Yeah. Yeah. Leon don't care. Yeah. I like that. I like that. Them scenes. It's very, it reminds me of um, Belly when Nas was sincere, mm-hmm. him and T Boss. <laughs> like, yo, let's go, to Africa. let's go to Africa. You know what I mean? Like, it's that whole shit. It's that vibe. Or even just, uh, you know, like, Leon is woke now. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You know, like, and I hate that. I hate that woke has been co opted by, you know, <laughs> the right to, to make it real derogatory. But, you know, he's enlightened. He's definitely mm-hmm. like, you know, he's definitely looking at things a lot differently. Just even the way he looks at his own community, like the whole, he's, you know, I woke up, I was I was on my roof, I had a drink. You know, you see him on the roof with the Henny bottle. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? But like kind of taking it all in from the perch, you know, bird's eye view, looking at the thing. I was enjoying my day till I found out, you know, Somebody done put a hit on Kane and he in the hospital and, you know, I hit your line. And then, you know, he come through to Franklin's house and, you know, Franklin is unaffected and disconnected. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? And he's, as you know, they trying to talk. He's telling them, you know, what you should do, you know, the whole shit. And uh, Franklin ain't really trying to hear that. Franklin is business as usual. Mm-hmm. He like, yeah, I, I see what it is, but um, yeah, what you, you know, what it's you low, it's slow. It. Yeah, come on, it's above me now. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and as he walking off, you know what I mean? He walking off. He see the nigga ain't even read the little Franz Fernandez book and shit. He ain't, you ain't even crack. You ain't even crack the the scrolls. I'm trying to hit you with the knowledge, nigga. This shit. Take so disappointed. Let me take my Yeah, book. man. Let me take my money. You know what I'm saying? Shit. <laughs> Nigga, I'm trying to pull you up, brother. You know, one of them type of situations. <laughs> so it's cool. And you see him, you know, Frank coming Luke. back for Wanda because there's love there. Mm-hmm. You know, and um, trying, to, trying to lift her up. I think there's a lot of that. Like, there's a lot of, you know, after um, devastating the community. He's trying to uplift the community, you know right. what I mean? And he's starting with his close people first, whether right. it's Franklin and, you know, the crew and now Wanda, you know what I'm saying? Like, right. let's rise, but you know, and everybody ain't on the same timeline. Nah, nah, you know? nah, nah, nah. But so. ironically, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It still feel like, again, ever since that, that situation where he had to come to Jerome to help him out in the projects and they told him mm-hmm. how Fatboy took care of the neighborhood, you know what I'm saying? And he looked out. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Then it's like he kind of been trying to feel like to me that he he wants to be that type of cat in the hood. He wants to be like mm-hmm. a Jerome. You know what I'm saying? Jerome lifted his lady up out the dust. You know what I'm saying? Jerome got respect mm-hmm. in the hood. You know? He right. he was, you know, right. you know, he he might not been on no uh Malcolm X shit, but in his way, he he did what he could to make sure people was happy. You know what I mean? Um, so I think Leon is, you know, after his, you know, after he done got the little girl killed, and, you know what I mean? And his, 
he got fat boy killed and you know almost got himself locked up for life he had an epiphany man he trying to be a better dude and you know he obviously is taking the opportunity to enjoy this life man like we talked about earlier so you appreciate that you know what I'm saying that's you know I'm, I'm glad they back to you know offering that humanity in these characters that they they started with in the earlier seasons you know that they felt like they kind of got away from earlier in this season so you know I'm enjoying I enjoyed that you know what I'm saying the light I, go ahead no go ahead, go ahead no nah, I was done I was about to switch switch gears oh I was just going to say, I enjoy the Wanda Leon scenes way more than Teddy and Tehran. Oh, my God. You know what I mean? We could have swapped that shit out. Like, yeah, come on now. Because we got it. We invested in, in Wanda and, and yeah. Leon, man. We don't, don't know who this Tehran lady is come through just, you know what I'm saying, playing with a cooch. She's like, who the fuck is this? Why do we care? We don't. She just having fun at our people's expense. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She done made the whole shit about her. Yeah, eventually. But uh, <laughs> you know, uh, what were we saying? You was about to go to another situation. Now I was saying, um, I wonder, you know, what's happening with Ivy? He ain't got himself. You know, what I'm saying Ivy put up a good little fight uh, yeah. to be old pops. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. He almost won that. He almost won that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh shit! Let's I just be wondering where Let's all Ivy guns at. All them guns he got. <laughs> He should have had something on it, on at least on his ankle. Right, he should have had a piece and at least a little a little knife too. Like he yeah. been dealing with all this all these weapons. Yeah. He ain't got no weaponry on him. He got no weaponry. Come on now, that's <laughs> caught lacking. Like a mug. Yeah. Oh wow. Well, we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens with this cat. What uh, else? What else did you? Uh, what else was in this episode? Boom, boom. He he, he walking off on the plug. Boom. Had to deal with Louie. The failed hit. The damn the failed cop hit. That's gonna be that's gonna be the shit right there. Mm-hmm. That's that's yeah. you know what I'm saying. That's what's gonna get Louie whatever she wherever she headed, this is gonna be the the first step in that. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Whether yeah. she just becomes some type of kingpin or whether, you know what I'm saying, she gets some get back and retribution. But um you know, between the police who 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 tried to do it, Cokehead. and his loser mm-hmm. lost his job, who about to be tripped out out here, and mm-hmm. the nigga that's gonna be in the wheelchair, that's gonna be mad as yeah. than a mother madder than Scully was at the end of the other season, <laughs> mm-hmm. on his failed hit. Yeah. You know, they was able to talk their way out of Scully hit, but. I don't know. Yeah, they're gonna have to finish him off sooner than later, cause he's definitely as soon as he get back out there. Yeah, he's gonna have that revenge. Yeah, he was mad for even this is double revenge. Yeah, he was mad when he got home. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's double revenge now. You know what I'm saying? Shit. Yeah, it's gonna be tough. It's gonna be tough, especially if he can't walk. Yeah, gonna be, gonna be, yeah. That's a different. That's a different type of. Uh, resentment when you, you know you just sitting there. Yeah, and then you know you, your soldiers, you know he gonna have them them cats revved up. Yeah, we gonna see. 
what else? I tell you one thing that I do that I thought was pretty cool. Uh, I like I like that them playing. It's like that at the end at the credits, especially after that fucking conversation with him and Teddy. Man, you know what I'm saying and uh, yeah, what hell? You ain't fuck with it because nah, it was off time wise. Hulu, Hulu is fucking up at the end. They don't, uh, they don't let you get happened? to the credits. They cut the shit off before it get to the credits. Ah, yeah. Hulu be on some other shit. Hulu definitely on some other shit sometimes. Like they, yeah, they, yeah. You gotta sometimes you gotta hit the dismiss button if you could do it. I'm trying to think if that's a Hulu thing, but yeah, sometimes yeah, there's a lot of that. And yeah, I don't know if it's, it's like, just Hulu, but there's a lot of that where they bring like a whole box of some new shit to come on and yeah, but yeah, they Hulu gotta, got some type of glitch going on to where. Uh, like especially like when the show is like on the same day when they they trying to feed mm-hmm. all them ads and shit. Right. So I had to stop one day watching that shit cuz it kept feeding back to the ad. It would never get past uh, a certain point. It would just go back to the ad and then start over. Right. It's like, man, come on, right, man. They right. must be trying to run up their numbers or something. I don't know. But yeah, yeah. So I had to wait until the whole next day so it didn't have the ads in it. Um, but yeah, Hulu Hulu clicked out before it got to the to the credits, so I ain't gonna know what they did. Ah, uh, shit. Yeah, they played us like that. And then the other thing I wanted to say, um, the Run DMC is like that, and that shit just it hit. It just hit, you know, just time wise, and then just the sent, you know, like sentiment wise, mm-hmm. it kind of hit. But then, um, shout out uh, Karina Evans, you know, who directed that. She's been directing a couple joints. And she been kind of on the come up, you know. She's a young um, director, uh, woman director from Toronto. She did, she did the God's Plan video for Drake. She did the Nice for What video. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Did you know? Came up kind of in the video scene and did some a couple episodes of P Valley. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean, some snowfall shit. So it's good that they fucking with her. Nah, you know, and I thought, she, I thought she, again, yeah. like I thought this was, yeah. I thought this was one of the better episodes. So hopefully I got some I got some hope for this finale. You know what I mean? We'll see how they how they end it off. You know, I'm not gonna all the way say the shit is a wash, but this <laughs> this is this is definitely the weakest season that they've had. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. it's so it's so disorienting. Cause I'm just used to, you know, the the level of uh quality of snowfall being so you know, top tier, and this shit here was a, a little bit of a glitch in the matrix. But hopefully, they finish up strong. Uh, yeah, that's all I got on it. Yeah, that's all I got too. on it, though. You know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I wish you watched Winning Time, but uh, because it'd be interesting to chat. Um, I'll be able to start Winning Time, um, uh-huh. this weekend. Okay. I'll be, uh-huh. be a little, few little things that I'm trying to clear up and end up is uh-huh. slowly coming to an end. So okay. I should be able to uh, have yeah. some some free freedom of mind to, yeah. <laughs> to just... It's cool. It's a good show. It's a good show. It ain't my favorite, but there's some shit that I like and it would be cool to chop it up. Um, Well, you know, let's, let's talk about Atlanta. Did you see Atlanta this week? Of course. Hey, what's your thoughts? What you think? 
Now, let's see. This episode was... What was going on this episode? Oh, when they stole his phone. phone. (laughs) Right, right, right. Ah, man. You know, it's, it's funny, like, once you once you start watching it, and then mm-hmm. you you come to the realization, oh shit, this episode, this whole episode, about to be about this fucking phone. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And yeah, <laughs> but you ain't even mad at it because they do it so masterfully. You know what I'm saying? They 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 have you in it. You know what I'm saying? You in it right there in it. You trying to get that phone back too, and um, you know. Dude was playing with him like, um, what's my man name who be doing all the interviews and shit? Who, Vlad? Nah, nah, nah. Like the he he kind of remind me of Gilford Gar uh, Gilford Garfield. Oh, um, Nardwar. Nardwar. Yeah, my man okay. hit him with some Nardwar uh-huh. facts on the ass. <laughs> <laughs> Say yeah. What about your aunt Cheryl? <laughs> what? How the fuck you know? Yeah, 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 yeah. I know you got yeah. my phone. <laughs> right, right, right. Play with me. Um, right, got your phone number. Yeah, know your number by heart. Yeah, but you know, so it's it's you know, it's a lot, but not a lot to say about it because it is what it is. I, mm-hmm. I be just wanting to jump to you know, saying how the fuck they let socks in the crew. You know what I'm saying? Like why the fuck socks? Yeah. Still here? You know what I'm saying? That's what I'm thinking. Like, like why? What is going on? Like how, yeah. how he get to still be here? Right, right. Yeah, but I guess that's how it happens sometimes. Some motherfuckers just kind of, I don't want to say weasel their way in, but they finesse their way, and then next thing you know, you forget where, you know, how they got into the fold. <laughs> right, right. You know what I'm saying? How do you even like, know yeah, this thing? Yeah, Yo, man, yeah, yeah, we met that nigga yeah. in Budapest. Yeah, right, right. That's my <laughs> man's from, you know. And it's crazy, because, okay, so this is the thing about Atlanta that's great about it. Um, or at least my own projection, right? Kind of how you said, you know, when you got to the point to where you were like, okay, so this is just going to be about a, a lost phone, huh? All right, well, shit. I'm, you know, I'm strapped in. I'm already here. You know what I'm saying? I'm along for the ride type shit. They're going to do their thing. It's going to be well-written, funny, well-acted, all of that. Uh, the thing with me in that, it also makes me be like, What's the symbolism here? You know what I'm saying? Like what? What's what's the? You know what I mean? What is this a metaphor for? Right. You know what I'm saying? It's like one of Magic Eye posters. Like, okay, I'm looking at it, but I'm supposed to see a duck in this bitch, and I, I can't really. I, I still see a whole lot of static. But um, so then I start trying to take it apart. Like um, you know the name of the the name of the episode was I think a cancer attack. Mm-hmm. You know, and obviously. There's the the Make-A-Wish kid who got cancer. You know what I'm saying? So there's that. Mm-hmm. But then it made me think, socks, it could be the cancer. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Of the crew. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, just the way, like, now he's he's been kind of... Um, he's been pulled in. Like, he's, he's, made, he's inside the inner circle. You know what I'm saying? And then at the very end of it all... We see this nigga had the phone the whole time. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And not into and more so at the end, he throw that shit in the garbage. You know what I'm saying? Like he just tossed the phones like so he don't he don't give a fuck one way or the other. He along for the ride. 
You know, he could have saved the day had he wanted to. I guess there's a certain part of him that enjoys the drama. You know what I mean? And maybe it gotten too far to where, you know, it would look crazy for him to be like, oh, yo, here's the phone. You know what I'm saying? Because then they might that might have aroused too much suspicion and then he'd have had to get, you know, he got booted. Mm-hmm. You know, so he just threw that shit out. There's that. That's one thing I thought about. The other thing I thought about was... Um, uh, well, it, for, okay, back to the sock shit. The other thing, oh, it made me immediately think about... You know the old joke when they be like, um, it's like an old stock joke. People like, you know, crackhead steal from you and then fuck around and help you look for the shit. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, that type of thing. That's what Sox is doing. He didn't, he didn't, you know, he got the phone on him, but he is making a scene. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I'll fucking, you know what I'm saying? I'm be the white Liam Neeson in this bitch. You know what I'm saying? All of that wild shit. Right. So you like, oh, he really, he going hard. He really, like, he know his spot is not all the way. He ain't a starter yet. He on the bench. He a six man, but he trying to really, he trying to stay on the team. You know right. what I'm saying? So you like, He's selling you like, no, I'm invested. I'm for the cause. Meanwhile, this motherfucker got the phone in his right. in his pocket. He been doing but that ally shit the whole time. But go ahead. Aggressive ally. Like, yeah, you know. So there's that. But then the other thing was, was the other metaphor I'm thinking like, the phone itself, is that a metaphor for like the comfort zone? You know what I'm saying? Like... um, you know, you're so reliant on your phone in many ways. You know, like phones in general, it's kind of like you see it oftentimes when people like don't really want to make conversation or they feel like they at the end of their conversation. Motherfucker just put his head in their phone. You could be in the middle of a party, <laughs> but they just, you know what I mean? They just retreat to the phone and just get lost in the phone. You know what I mean? Like and that's And that also signifies to everybody else, okay, this person is out of the conversation. You know what right. I'm saying? They're not really trying to engage. They over here doing their thing. They locked into the phone. There's something more interesting on that screen. And more times than not, it ain't. It's just a bunch of mindless scrolling, but it becomes something that, you know, just yeah. is soothing on a certain level. It's like a pacifier, you know? Um, but then it's also like when he was like, um, he, he, um, confessed to the kid Wiley he was like dog I haven't written anything in seven months you know like I've I've been like you know I'm in the midst of all of what's going on but I haven't been creatively inspired in seven months I ain't you know and it's just this recently I came with some shit and I hummed the melody into my phone and I you know what I mean I need my phone and it's just like um what do you do when, you know, your security blanket or your, you know, when you're forced to be uncomfortable, when you can't go back to your phone, you know what I mean? Now you got to kind of find your way without, you know, like even like when um, Ern said initially, it's just a phone, we'll get another phone. He was like, nah, it's more than just a phone. I got shit on there. I felt that shit because they was like, yo, you ain't got it on the cloud? Nah, you know, I don't fuck with the cloud. You know what I'm saying? But like, you know what I mean? I felt that shit, but I offload a lot of my shit like periodically just to make sure I got the shit. Mm -hmm. But um, just to like how disorienting that can be, you know, it's like if your apartment was to burn down, 
you know, you'll never be able to itemize everything that you lost. Right. You might, there's certain things that you remember, like, damn, all oh, right, fuck, that was in there. But there's no way that you're going to know every item that you lost. And certain items might not come to, you know, to your mind to months later, years later. Fuck, I lost that shit in the fire. Fuck, I lost that shit when I lost my phone. Whatever, whatever. But either way, you have to move on. You know what I'm saying? And it's mm-hmm. just like, what you going to do? You know, like, you know, things are different. You're on a different level. You're moving. But if you want to sustain this momentum you're gonna have to you're gonna have to um conjure some new creativity you're gonna have to make some new songs you're gonna have to you know and you can't be the old paper boy you know what i'm saying like you know this this wiley kid is so in love with you gotta be you know you are paper boy the kid wiley was like yo I know who you are because you know i i feel like we're the same motherfucker you're like fam no, we not. You from Budapest. I'm from Atlanta. It's two different motherfuckers, but I'm glad that you resonate to the music like that. But, you know, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? And that kind of speaks to sometimes how fans try to keep you in a box, mm-hmm. you know. But anyway, it goes on and on and on and on. But that that's kind of some of the shit that I was pulling from it. Yeah, but, you know, uh, at one point, it felt like, well, I mean, after you see what happened in the end, that Wiley was trying to give Aaron a clue when he was saying, talking about, you know, people... We were trying hard to fit in and all that type of shit. He probably was talking about oh, socks. Oh, yeah. Aaron thought right. he was talking about him. Right. Mm. Yeah. That's an interesting look, too. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, that Wiley shit was funny. So, you know, they leave you, they leave you with a lot to chew on in that motherfucker. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he still got the shit with Van. You know, she just on her own thing. You know what I mean? Hit him with the thumbs up. <laughs> That's it. You know what I'm saying? Been going for six days. You good? Thumbs up after hours. Right. So you know. Yes. Yeah. Well, at least she ain't. Curious at least see how that's ain't, going. Uh, fucking with the old boy. <laughs> Who Darius? Yeah. Or yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah. But it's gonna be interesting to see what's gonna happen with that. I like how that's kind of like just lingering. You know what I mean? Hopefully it pay off more than this peaches situation over there and so forth. <laughs> we, might, we might get peaches. a peaches reveal in the in the finale. We might. I don't <laughs> I'm not putting no money on it. I don't know. But uh it would be interesting to see old peaches show up out the blue. But uh <laughs> yeah, man. I enjoyed it, man. I enjoyed it. I thought it was good. I thought it yeah. was good. I can't wait for the next yeah, episode. Yeah, they 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 batting a hundred over there. Whatever you call yeah, it in baseball numbers. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> One thing that I did see another last my last um uh observation that they brought to light. I never really thought about it, but you know, like managers are like the DJ, right? In the way and also, who's the DJ? Was it just a regular they just had somebody hire somebody to do the set? Cause I figured somebody would be in the circle as the DJ. Right. But um DJing in the budget. But I say managers are like the, huh? DJing in the TV budget. Right, 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 right. But, you know, it's, but I would figure that somebody, how did they address that? But what I was going to say is, like, it was funny when you seen, um, when Paperboy hit the stage and then they got the, they got the shot on Earn, like, mouthing the lyrics. You know, Earn and Darius, and Darius going crazy to it, but, you know, Earn just kind of mouthing the lyrics like, Yep, song one. Okay, you're going to go to that. You're going to mm-hmm. go to that. But, you know, it's just 
you know, sometimes you can I forget that, especially if it's like a real close lit, close knit outfit. That the manager, you know, shit, they know everything front to back, just like the DJ know everything front to back, just like the rapper know everything front to back. Mm-hmm. So it was just like it's going along the plan. Da, 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 da. You know what I mean? Like that was kind of yeah. It, that was just a, a kind of cool shot. And I think you spoke to her the other week, but you know, Earn is like really getting his manager on now. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh yeah, like he, yeah. he full fledged. He too busy to even chit chat with these niggas now. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And that's how my man yeah. lost his phone. Fuck around. He wanted to have a conversation with Ern. Ern was too busy. Ern was like, Ern, I got shit to do. <laughs> right, right, right. And he's like, he the managers that's like, he, he's feeling his power. Mm-hmm. Like, like I like when he was insistent. Like, nah, well, call him in here. We need to see Wiley. You know what I'm saying? Because sometimes cats would be like, ah, oh, you know, it ain't no big thing. Nah, it's actually, and he, in a way that wasn't super combative mm-hmm. that's another thing that I will say that's another thing that I appreciate about this shit cause I always think about I don't like conflict I'll have conflict if I need to but it's like one thing is I'm always worried cause it's very easy for shit to go from zero to a hundred you know what I'm saying <laughs> like if you're not if you're not careful if you don't really like you know like uh you know, just handle it and stay cool. Don't, you know, like, don't flip. Like, I was, I was very, um, I was impressed by as frustrated, as upset as all of them were. They didn't really bug out. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? They were still aware of the fact of they out here in Budapest. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, you don't want to do nothing to... You know, you don't want to go too far over the edge because your ass will wind up in jail abroad or worse. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, but at the same time, they weren't cowering. You know what I'm saying? They weren't like, you know, just taking the L passively. They put up a fight. You know what I'm saying? They 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 gave a thorough interrogation, you know, but shit, if the, if the glove don't fit, you got to quit. You know what I'm saying? Got to let the nigga walk. <laughs> With his guitar, you know what I mean. As bad as you are, your motherfucker might have your phone on him. You could, you did everything short of fucking grabbing him by his ankles and and flipping him upside down. <laughs> you know what I mean. But like, there's a line though. There's that line, to, to, and there's there's something to be said about that. Like, there's back to restraint. There's a certain level of mm-hmm. restraint that uh that you need to tow. You know what I'm saying? And for the sake of professionalism to keep the thing moving. Because you could throw this whole shit away in a moment of rage. And I thought that shit was, um, I thought that was illustrated pretty well. Right. Yeah. yeah. No doubt. In the, in the theme of, of, of calm restraint. Right. 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 <laughs> well, she Sun's about to go down, so I know it's time. You know what I mean? Yeah. Time to get to it. Yeah, it is. I mean, but, uh, actually, I'm three minutes late. You reminded me. Look at that. Look, shit. Look, man. Shit, there ain't no time but the present to tell everybody. Uh, until next time, tell a friend to tell a friend. And even an enemy. To get in the conversation. We out.
Seis. 